the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. All right, everybody, welcome out here to Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. We're not officially into flyer feedback yet, but we're going to get there in just a few minutes after they get finished talking to Coach Grant. Alan Willis filling in for uh, the new proud papa, John Bedell. So we'll get more into that coming up, too, uh, along with uh, Rex Kardacki, the former flyer. And, uh, man, they look good tonight. Yeah, they, they really are just playing with so much confidence right now, Alan. You know, you got two guys coming off the bench that lead us in scoring tonight. That's sort of unheard of. And those guys probably could be starting at, at most any other place in the 8-10. So defensive effort was really, really good. This team can flat out shoot the ball from three. And as Brooks said after the game, I think with our pressure that we were applying to them, using some of that shot clock up when they were getting across the half court, they only had like 18 seconds to get shots up. So. The defense, again, was, was stellar, and that's what they're going to have to hang their hats on for the next three games. Yeah, the, the press was uh, super effective, especially there in the first half. Dayton jumped up pretty quick, and then after that, uh, that little spurt, and it was all by defense. Larry mentioned it, the defensive play of the game with Malachi stealing that ball. It was just two steals, three steals, and before he knew it, the game was over. Yeah, they, uh, they just wielded under the pressure, and Malachi is such a strong defender on the ball. I mean... He doesn't seem like he ever gets tired, Alan. I mean, it's it's amazing with what, what how hard he plays. And again, with the freshman, you know, him and De'Ron Holmes, Deuce just playing another great game. We out rebound him, I think, by 12, and that's gonna that's gonna be our forte going into our next three games, which I think I think will be really I think will be favored in our next three games, going to LaSalle, then going to Richmond, and then we got the the big one at home if we can win these next two games and. Uh, at Davidson before a sellout crowd. Yeah, I think that would be uh, awesome. I, I'll tell you, I saw the halftime score of the Davidson-Duquesne uh, game, and it was actually close, and then Davidson blew them out there. They ended up winning by uh, 24-2. So hopefully they can stumble somewhere along the way. We can get them here um, at home. But you had mentioned uh, Brea and Amzeel. I mean, the shooting from three, Dayton shot 59% from three. You don't lose games when you no. do that. No, you, you don't. don't. And uh, Kobe Brayer is such a, a great shooter. You know, going to practice, he stays over. Sometimes he'll stay over for an hour just putting shots up in Mustafa's. He's, he's, he sort of reminds me of an old-style industrial player. Yep. You know, he, he understands. He's not the quickest kid. He's not the best jumper. But he seems to know where to get the ball in certain situations. And he's been playing with a lot of confidence. You know, they started off, they were playing like that matchup zone, a lot of 2-3 zone against Dayton early. They kind of figured it out there because they were able to get it inside out. And yep. Malachi was driving, kicking, and that's what you have to do against that. Yeah, but, you know, you don't see a lot of zone anymore. But I think this team just realized after the first 16 minutes, they couldn't they couldn't guard us. And Tumani was really taking advantage of us on the pick and rolls. He always seems like he had a smaller guy on him. And once he gets, gets you in that block, he is really a strong individual. And he played another great performance and he's playing that I the way I thought he would play coming from Georgia I mean it's it's hard when you come in the first two months of the season he really didn't know a lot of players didn't understand what was really going on but he's become so familiar and tell you also Alan he did a great job on defense on a switch a lot of switches he was guarding the two or three most of the time that's right so he is so effective at that he's so quick and so strong we talked about the the first half where Dayton started out strong six to nothing uh if my math is correct, my Yellow Springs math, uh, they were 20 for 29 in the first half. That's 71% shooting. I mean, that's just yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, you're not you're not going to lose many games when it comes to those. So it's 
It's another great collective effort. Uh, you got to take one game at a time, and now this is this is really getting down to the crunch time. Being one game out, um, we can't you know we just can't take a lapse this Saturday. I mean, I'm sure Coach Grant in practice tomorrow will really be emphasized. You know, this is what it's going to take. I think we did a good job really not turning the ball over too much. We did it at the end when it got a little bit sloppy, but. You know, as Bobby Knight used to say, possessions, possessions, possessions. And I think if we do that, we're going to be fine. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Yeah, they've got, you know, LaSalle uh, coming up next, uh, and then they've got at Richmond, and then uh, the home game against Davison. Man, that place is going to be oh, it's rocking. Oh, it is going to be rocking. <laughs> Especially if Davison can lose somewhere along the way, and that game could be, you know, yep. for a share of the of the A-10 title. Um, that would be fantastic. We mentioned Dayton's assists. They ended up with 17 as a team, but Malachi ended up with nine by himself. He had seven in the first half. Yeah, he's he's turning into a double-double machine. I mean, for a kid that's just that did not play high school basketball last year because of the COVID situation, he is just he's developed in such a, a really good player. And, you know, I don't like to look two years down or a year round, but he is really just taking this team over and, and is leading them to, down the stretch. No, I, I completely agree. And then you mentioned uh, Kobe Brea as well. There was a uh, stretch there in the first half. I believe he had seven straight points. Yeah, yeah. He can he can flat out stroke it. You know, you don't play horse with somebody like that. He's, no. He is too good a shooter when it comes to that. And, you know, I think they all sort of understand their role now. And, you know, Anthony has always sort of liked to play the eight and nine guys. And he's, you know, he's able to do it now because he's he's got tran- good transition players coming in. He, you know, he can get Kobe playing a three if he needs to. You know, you've got uh, other guys that's coming off the bench who can shoot it. Mustafa's is is just shooting a lot of confidence. Banked one in today. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's but, who's surprising you the most on this team so far? Boy, that's that's a good question, Alan. I I think the bench play. I mean, I, I you know, I, I keep on bringing up Malachi and Deuce. But the guys coming off the bench, sometimes it's, it's hard for guys, to, you know, when they've been sitting there for 15 minutes and get in and get in the flow of the game. But Anthony's got the rotation down now that, you know, that Kobe Bray is replacing, let's say, Kobe Elvis or Blakeney with, with 14 or 15 to go. And same thing with Mustafa. I just I think it's a, t- a team effort, and their defense is just – I think that defense is a key. But we score 80 points tonight. This team that we played does not like to play defense. I mean, everybody realized that going into this game. If you can just – get in your situations, prevent them from shooting threes, you're going to score layups, and that's what we did. Yeah, no, they, they definitely did that uh, big time. Final score, folks, in case you're just tuning in, Flyers easily 82-61 to 61 over UMass. We're uh, here live for Flyer Feedback. Uh, we're at Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street, and we're going to be uh, switching it back out to UD Arena here in just a minute as soon as Coach Grant gets here. Come on out if you're uh, still in the area. And uh, join us for Flyer Feedback. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Enjoy some of the specials. They've got uh, Irish schnapps. I, I don't know what exactly that is, but, man, that sounds good. Some pork sandwiches, fish and chips, and, of course, the uh, $5 Natty Light pitcher. Uh, you can come out and enjoy that um, as well. And uh, if you want to call and be a part of the show, you can do that, 457-1290. And, of course, we have the Bud Light mic right in front of Rex, so you can – direct some questions at him as well you know we talked about the flyers uh, the offense they were uh, what ninth in the a10 with yep. 69 points and they exploded tonight for 82 so that's that's a great sign yeah they about even it out had like 40 points at halftime and come back again and get the 40 points and uh, this team is just so hard to guard because if you get up in their faces they're going to run by you and if you back off some of those shooters you know they're going to bury three so 
teams are just having a difficult time, and, and Duran being the force that he is in the middle, you know, it, it takes two guys to guard him. He's just getting better. And I was saying with John a couple weeks ago, I, I can't imagine what Duran is going to look like next no. year. I mean, he's an 18-year-old kid. They'll get him in the weight room and put 20 or 30 pounds on him, and, and he's just, you know, he, he, he works so hard. And he's, he's really coachable. That's what I like about him. During his days of practice, Coach Grant will be saying something to him. And, boy, Deuce has his eyes right on Coach Grant. I mean, there isn't anything off of it. So they're all playing the way they should be right now. No, and they all seem like uh, great coachable kids. And I think that's, that says a lot when they, when they went through that rough patch to be able to come back. So there's my music to be quiet so we're going to be back here for the show to get started but first we're going to send it back to the arena with coach grant and larry hanskin you're listening to am 1290 and 95.7 fm whio the home of the flyers 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk the home of the flyers 1290 and 95.7 whio dayton's news and talk Larry Hanskin back at the UD Arena where Dayton defeats UMass 82-61 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Pickle, Schaefer, and Ebling, the only law firm you'll ever need. Find out more at PSELaw.com. And, and Coach, for, for most of the game, the defensive focus was there. Uh, you knew what you had to do in terms of limiting not just three-point attempts, but three-point makes. And uh, for the most part, the guys came out and got the job done. Yeah, I thought we played really well. The first half, I thought, was as good as we've played this year. I thought defensively it set the tone for everything. Our defense created offense. We shared the ball. We were able to get a, a lot of transition opportunities, extra passing. It was, it was great to see. Balance scoring again and, and, and bench play again. And, you get and, you know, Kobe Brea, just you see yeah. his confidence growing. And Mustafa Amsil, who's been plugging away and doing a lot of stuff for you throughout the course of the season, but for him to see some shots fall, yeah. what's that going to do for his confidence? Well, he's never had a lack of confidence. I think Mustafa uh, understands that, you know, it, it, it's a game of, of repetition, you know, and that you just got to continue to put the work in. And he's, he's always had confidence in his, in his ability to make shots. He's made big shots for us throughout his entire career. So it was great for him, great for us to see the ball go in for him tonight. But I thought he did a great job. On the glass, thought he was really, really big. Uh, offensive rebound, I think he had four offensive rebounds there in the first half. I thought he did a really good job of understanding scouting report in terms of taking things away from a defensive standpoint and gave us some really valuable minutes. You know, 20 wins, 20 wins is not a finish line, but it is a milestone to measure progress. How far has this team come? I think we've gotten a lot better. I, I think, um, you know, I, I think this team, like I said, has a very high ceiling. So as a coach, I'm going to continue to try to push them to reach that ceiling. But, but certainly, I think the consistency that we've been able to show defensively in terms of what we're capable of, and I think we're making progress from an offensive standpoint. So, uh, yeah, we just got to keep taking it one game at a time and understand what we're capable of. All right, Coach, uh, we'll let you go. Remember, defense travels. Take it, let's take it Appreciate to it. Philadelphia. Go Flyers. All right. That wraps things up here. And, again, uh, on behalf of our crew courtside, Brooks Hall filling in for the legend Bucky Bachhorn. Our engineer producers, both Alex Schilling and Parker Testa. I'm Larry Hanskin. Again, our final score is Dayton 82 and UMass 61. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 
Welcome back to Flyer Feedback, live from Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. Alan Willis uh, sitting in John Bedell's chair, new daddy, I know, John Bedell. I had the opportunity to talk to John this afternoon, and I told him, I said, you better get some sleep in the next 24 hours because your life is drastically going to change. Did it sound like this in the background? <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, and, you know, I'm so happy for John and his family. You know, he's... You know, he's a, he's a great family man, and I'm, I'm really, really happy for him and his Great wife. guy. I've known him for, for years, and I saw where uh, my other friend, John Tisdale, put out on uh, Twitter that if he has three more boys, he'll have a, be able to field his own team. <laughs> well, so, John, John would love that, believe me. Oh, I, I know, and they, and they all have to be Dayton yeah, Flyers, too. So congrats, John, and to you and your family, too. And uh, Rex uh, Gardecki, former Flyer, sitting here next to me. So you guys are welcome to come up to the Bud Light Mike, ask questions. Also, uh, we're taking phone calls on the studio line at 457-1290, and I believe we have Mark. On line one, Mark, are you there? Hello, Mark. Rex? Yes, Mark. Yeah, do you think Coach Grant would keep on playing zone next year when basketball season comes around the corner? Well, I, I don't know about that, Mark. I think, I, you know, he's a man-to-man type of coach. You know, they, they, they don't really, to be honest with you, they really don't play much zone even in practice, um, you know, there's certain situation times they might, but I, I think they hang their hat on being a man-to-man defense. Do you think it depends on the team to take a play zone? It, it could very well be. It could very well be. Too. You know, this team tonight shoots so many threes that if you play a zone, they're, they're just going to break you down. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to do. And they've really emphasized in practice the last couple of days of Getting up into the shooters. I mean, even if they were two feet out past the three-point line, we were face-guarding people. You could hear Coach Grant and the rest of the assistant coaches saying, get up, get up, get up on them. So, you know, today kids shoot the ball so well. You know, you, you, look, at, you look at Steph Curry. I mean, there's it's a miraculous situation there. But I think I think they're going to be a man-to-man team. David, uh, possible on the road against maybe a team like LaSalle that maybe doesn't shoot as many threes. Yeah, they could maybe throw a little bit of zone in there. Mm-hmm. But I think I think with the depth that we've got coming off the bench now, Mark, that you know we can really be effective. And I think that pressure tonight really really bothered them. People don't realize when you got someone like Malachi up in you and RJ up in you and Kobe Elvis up into you. There we were using. You know, they were using almost 12 seconds when they got the ball to half court. So you have 20 more seconds to get your, your shot off. And they had a lot of lot of opportunities. They got it, got it down to the last three or four seconds before they were able to get shots up. So, I mean, this team is the last, I think, 10 to 15 games we've been able to, you know, our, hang our hat on the defensive end of the part. And Coach Grant really believes in that. And if, you know, you're going to have off-shooting nights. You know, oh, yeah. you're going to go on. You're going to go on a road. You know, you might have a stinker like you had at George Mason. But you know, if you can hold teams to 35, 38 percent, and you know your defense creates turnovers and start. The thing that concerns me a little bit with this team right now, Mark and Allen, I, I worry about the free throw shooting. I yep. mean, I think, you know, I know they work hard on it in practice, and you know, but you know, you can't go, you can't go 38 or 40 percent. 50% from the free throw line, especially in crucial parts of the game. When it gets down to the, the crunch time, you've got to be able to make those free throws. Yeah, How many tonight, turnovers did we have tonight? They were 8 of 13 for 61%. Yeah. So, no, All right, I Mark, mean, we we appreciate your call, okay? Okay. All right, have a good night. All right, so 
Phone lines back open, 457-1290. Or if you're here at Flanagan's, feel free to come up to the Bud Light. Mike, uh, we had talked about, you know, the Flyers' defense, and you mentioned what a huge uh, asset that is to be able to run that shot clock down against the other team. And they really did. They kind of looked panicked a couple of times. Yeah, yeah they uh, they just were not themselves. And, you know, they're such three-point shooters all the time. I think they started to get – a little bit frustrated by it, Alan, that they just, you know, I want to get this three up. I want to get the three up. You know, we held our leading score, I think, zero points tonight. So, you know, that's that's a big thing. And that's, I think, the last eight to ten games, that's where we're winning games at the defensive end and putting the pressure on them. Uh, Elijah Weaver didn't get to play tonight. He's a little under the, the weather, had a little injury situation. So, you know, Malachi had a, a few more minutes to had to play. So that's, you know, I was wondering how that's going to take a toll on him. But, you know, these kids are young. As my wife always says, <laughs> these kids are 19 and 20 years old. They can't be tired. Yeah, so. I know. That we, I say that all the time. So the number one defense in the A-10, the Flyers came through with that again. They were, you know, before tonight it was 602 uh, they gave up 61 tonight. In case you're just tuning in, the Flyers won big, 82 to 61 over UMass. And let's see, do we have? Uh, oh, okay. I thought we had somebody else on on the phone. So earlier we were talking about uh, the bench and and how strong they were tonight. So Kobe Brea was 16. Amzio had 16. Between the two of them, they were eight. 12 from the three I mean they really did Brea in the first half especially he just kind of just took him out of the game yeah he is such a good shooter and he's he I think he's the game is slowing down for him a little bit you know he can come off those picks he's not the strongest kid at, at this point you know he's you know I think a story today that Tom Archdeacon wrote about you know he was a skinny little freshman got cut well he's starting to turn into a man and with his shooting techniques and they're running more sets for Kobe when he comes in. That's what I like about Coach Grant. They'll, they will add maybe one or two things every couple days because, you know, as long as the season is, people pick up your tendencies. Yep. I mean, they, they know what you're doing. So if you can run one or two things for Kobe, you know, create a shot for him, and that's, that's going to help us down the stretch. So coach, the coaching staff's done a wonderful job with that. I think with him, too, his confidence. Yep. You, can, you can just see it. Before, like sometimes he would come into the game, and he would pass it. And now he's looking for his yeah, shot. For a and, shot. And he's, he's drilling it. Yeah, he's, he's got range. He's got NBA range. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer, nicer group of kids. You know, I look at the Michigan situation the other night, you know, and I don't want to harp on that. But, you know, and with a transfer portal, and, you know, if a kid's not getting his minutes, he's going to leave. He's, you know, he's upset with the coaching staff. He wants to know why. But you look down that bench, I mean, everybody seems to be rooting for each other. Yeah. And I think I think that's a real key when you get down to this part. You, you don't have a cancer sitting there on a bench that can create problems. And uh, Coach Grant is really good good with that. He, uh, he talks to the kids about playing time and how it's earned, and these kids are doing it, and they're getting their minutes. Well, and, and I think, you know, importantly mentioning that, you know, that three-game stretch they had here at the arena, I mean – a young team, that, that could have taken them completely out of the season. But they regrouped, they stayed together, coach kept them together, and then they went and pulled off, you know, the miracle. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's it's too early to talk about NCAA times. But, you know, I, I get a little frustrated when I watch a Big Ten game or a SEC game. Well, you know, they're 14-11 and they're 7-9 in the conference and they're saying they're a shoe in to get it yeah. in the NCAA. And I, I just don't. 
I don't really agree with that. I mean, I understand if you're playing in a, a bigger conference in that situation, but you, you play who you have. And uh, if you're losing, it, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't ha- happen. You know, I don't know how you can't look at our record, you know, 20 and, eight, 20 and 8 and say, hey, we're not one of the top 64, 68 teams in this league. The way we're playing, we are. No, so. I agree. I completely. And you know what? Those teams that we watch, how many of those teams want to come here? Right. None of them. None, None of them come in. None of them want to come to, to the date. And that, that is a fact. But you know what? We'll go play them there. Yeah. But they, but they, won't, they won't play us. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's the 20th win for the Flyers. We'll go down some of that. We're going to go through uh, some of the A-10 other scores tonight um, as well. But I think we're going to be taking a break right now. We'll be back. Flyer feedback. We're live from Flanagan's. Brought to you by Bud Light. If you get a chance, come on out and see us. We're going to stay here till 10 o'clock anyway tonight doing the broadcast. You're listening to uh, Flyer feedback on AM 1290 and 95.7 FM WHIO. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. All right, we're back live from Flanagan's Pub for Flyer Feedback. Come on out in here and join us. We're on uh, Stewart Street. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. And uh, Alan Willis filling in for uh, John Bedell, who is a new daddy. So congratulations once again to Johnny B. Rex Gardecki, former Flyer great, is uh, alongside with us. Welcome to come up to the Bud Light Mike if you're here with us at Flanagan's Pub. Or you can call us on the studio line at 457-1290 if you have a comment or a question for Rex about tonight's game. Again, the Flyers win again, fifth in a row, 82-61 to over UMass. Um, some other scores in the A-10 tonight. VCU won 72-66 to over George Mason. Davison uh, easy over Duquesne. That was actually a close game yes. there for a while, and they blew it open 74-50, to and uh, Fordham beat LaSalle 60-54. to Richmond and St. Louis will play Friday night. So updated A-10 standings up at the top. Uh, Davidson's now 13-2. and uh, VCU is uh, 12 and three, and the Flyers are 12 and three. So it's just it's just right there for the it's taking. A, it's, it's a dog fight, Alan. There's no doubt about that. And as we were saying, you know, during the timeout there, you know, we want we have to be in my eyes to be in the top four. You know, you don't want to play five games in, in five days. We're really in a good position now. Um, you know, we can't lay an egg going into LaSalle. It's a it's a game that I think is very very winnable. They're not playing with a lot of confidence right now. So we've just got to trudge into it. Tomorrow will probably be a light practice. Watch film again. Watch a little bit of the good and bad things tonight. Then get into the LaSalle's uh, scouting report. And each coach really does different parts on that. So that's that's why it's effective. They can get on the court tomorrow and work some of the situations that LaSalle did, look at what we didn't do well tonight, and uh, go, to, go on to uh, Philadelphia. What do you think uh, one of the big pitfalls could be for them uh, on Saturday, what would you, if you were coaching, what what would you watch out for? I think you, you got to come in with extreme confidence. You know, it's this game is is so scary that you know you you miss a shot or you give up a bad play and you get it psyche in the back of your mind and thinking, oh gosh, you can't be looking at the clock. I think this team plays very offensive. They want to get the ball up and down the court, and I don't think LaSalle wants to do that. 
We just have to do as we have done the last two games on the road. We've got to dictate the tempo, and our defense is going to win the game for us. Yeah, get out early. Get out early. And keep yeah. the foot on the yeah. gas yeah. and just and get out of there with a, with a road win, which I don't care what the record is. If you get a road win in any conference, it's a great yeah. win. People don't understand how hard it is to win on the road. Uh, Coach Donaher always emphasized that, you know, if we can steal one game here or steal another game there, it's it's hard. You know, even though some of the venues we're playing in LaSalle will not, I'm assuming, will have their usual about 2,000 people yep. there. We'll probably have more people there than they'll have. So that's one nice thing. And, uh, you know, they'll they'll get back at it Friday night or Friday night. You know, I'm assuming Friday afternoon they'll fly out to Philadelphia and then early game so the kids have to be ready to play. So you mentioned uh, earlier you were watching some of the SEC and the ACC and the Big Ten, and, you know, these teams are, you know, under 500 in the conference and not much better overall, and they're talking about it. When you played back, you know, in the day, you guys were independent. Yes. And so how how much different is it being an independent? And you guys played everybody. I mean, yeah. I can remember as a kid, I mean, the Notre Dames and the DePauls yeah. and all the big schools, you know, would, would play. So – What's the difference between back then and uh, the A-10 not being respected now? Well, I think a lot of it is when you're an independent. You know, back then, at some one time, I think they were only taking 16 teams into the NCAA. Yep. You know, that's – I mean, of course, the UCLA teams were, you know, they were far and behind everybody. But they didn't have to beat anybody in the West. There was nobody really good in the West. And uh, we had the good fortune of, you know, playing Notre Dame with Austin Carr Adrian Dantley in that group and other other games. Uh, Western Kentucky, who came in with Jim McDaniels, the number one draft pick. It was a snowy, miserable night here in the arena. I thought, gosh, if we get 5,000 people, it was like 13,000, and we upset them. They were ranked number two in the country. So uh, I think, too, with the, the conferences, people become so familiar with players. And, you know, it's hard to beat someone two or three times in a season. I mean, it's just a psyche of people. So that's what I like about Coach Grant. He emphasizes, okay, let's, let's run this set or let's do this to try to offset somebody's things. And that's what I found. A lot of teams continue to just do what they do. Yep. You know, coming into this game tonight, they were just going to shoot threes. I mean, they do a good job at it. But if you have an off night and you're not playing, and they don't play a lot, really very good defense. So I think that was the key tonight, our defensive effort. And if we continue to, to keep the pedal to the metal, we're going to be fine. No, I, I completely agree with you. And they, the good start, you know, they jumped out 6-0. They came back, got it to 6-5. But then, like I said, the defense really picked it up um, once they started the press. Bray came in, hit seven in a row, and you could just kind of see yeah. the difference and you could see the demeanor on the UMass team yeah. going down it, too. As I told John the last game that we had here, that team really gave up you know, with eight minutes to go in the first half, they looked at the clock and they they knew they were in trouble. We went in, actually scored an easy basket in the last four seconds to open it up to 23. So, you know, if you get a team down, boy, you just you just got to stomp on them. You know, you listen to boxers and things like that. You, you just can't let your foot off. You just got to continue. In today's game, because that three-point shot has make such a difference in there. Yep. You get hot and you make four or five or six in a row, boy, you're right back in the game. And our defense, as I said, and I don't keep on emphasizing that, but that is really our forte right now. And this just gets better and better and better. I think if Coach Grant's listening, he would be okay with you emphasizing how well the defense played tonight. Because <laughs> they really did. They out-rebounded UMass by 12. Um, they had seven steals. Like, it, like we said, that press was so effective, especially there in that little slot of time in the first half where 
they expanded the lead. And Malachi came up with a steal, and uh, maybe Kobe came up with an intercepted yep. pass, and uh, and then they just they just yep. blew it open. You know, and after it, that. It, it ignites the crowd, Alan. I it mean, does. there's no doubt about that. I mean. You know, sometimes you go on the road and there's n- nobody there. I mean, during the COVID time last year, I don't know how the players did it. I really don't. I don't know how you can emotionally get yourself ready to play. But, you know, as we talk about the arena, there's no better place in the country. You know, I was, when uh, I talked to Dave Jablonski a couple weeks ago about he's writing a book about the UD basketball, I mentioned it was Davidson, I think, three years ago. They had a, a foreign player, and he was sort of riding the bike a half hour before the game, an hour before the game. It really doesn't matter. And he looked at me and he said, is this place only like two or three years old? <laughs> I, said, I, I said, as old as I am, I was the first group to play in there. And when I said it's 50 years old, he about, you know, he about threw up. And then at the end of the game when our crowd just went crazy with Obi and that group and everything, he walked by and he sort of looked at me and says, you're right, you're right. And that's what, you know, it's great to have 13,000 people. We have no better fan base in the country than this. No, I'll tell you, no better. Well, in that student section, oh, they're when crazy. they're all there, it's just it's so hyped that it's just, it's just crazy. So, all right, we're going to uh, take a break here. We're live at Flanagan's. We're going to be out here until 10 o'clock. So if you're nearby, stop on by and see us. It's Flyer Feedback brought to you by Bud Light. We'll be back for the rest of the show on AM 1290 and 95.7 FM WHIO. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. All right, welcome back to uh, Flyer Feedback. Uh, Al Live out here at uh, Flanagan's Pub. Man, we were, I guess, doing so good or so bad, they had to do an emergency broadcast test <laughs> right in the middle of our show. Hey, this is Alan Willis. I'm in for John Bedell, the new da- daddy uh, second uh, boy. So congratulations to John and his wife. And I'm uh, joined by former Flyer Rex Gardecki. And uh, the Flyers won tonight. Everybody's having a good time out here at Flanagan's Pub, enjoying the Irish nachos and the pork sandwiches and the fish and chips and those $5 Natty Light pitchers. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm seeing a lot of those. We have water up here just in case (laughs) anybody is wondering about that. So the Flyers won 21 points uh, tonight over UMass. They've got uh, three more games in the regular season and hopefully a bunch more after that, all the way into, what, the first Monday in April or something like that. So the first up is going to be road trip against LaSalle. LaSalle's, uh, what, 17-7. and Um, They played uh, at Fordham tonight, and they lost that game by six. So now they're, what, 7-18. and They're led by, it sounds like, Clifton Moore is kind of their big guy. He's got uh, the points and the rebounds. What do you see in that game? Well, I'm assuming the matchups will probably be, you know, Malachi is going to guard their point guard, no doubt about that. And get back to earlier what we said, it's so nice that Tumani, you know, he can guard anywhere from a two to a five. I mean, he's so strong and he's quick with the ball. So, you know, there's a lot of ball switches tonight, ball picks, because that's what they do. And we switch very effectively. And it didn't hurt when Tamani was guarding the four and then switched off on Kobe Elvis's man. He just guards you. He picked people up at half court, and he's just a terror defensively. He's got long arms. He's very quick and very, very strong. So, you know, I, I look at points we give up. If we can continue to hold teams 
in the high 50s and low 60s as we're doing, we're going to really be in good shape. I mean, Davidson's a team that's, that's so effective, and we'll have to worry about them. Let's not worry about them now. Let's worry about them in a week. But I just think that our defense is going to continue to go the way it has gone. Coach emphasizes it in practice. They spend a lot of time on that. And as I said earlier, you know, putting in new sets every so often, it makes us more effective. And Kobe Brea is really benefiting from that. For as long as he's continued to shoot well, Coach is putting new things in for him. So if I was Kobe Brea, I'd be tickled pink thinking, just have me come off a couple ball screens. And, uh, you know, we're, we're so effective with Kobe Elvis, Elvis shooting the ball. So I think we're, you know, knock on wood, if someone would have told me 20-8 and eight a month ago, I, you know, I would start to worry, but that's Coach Grant. You know, the people that doubted him earlier. I mean, you just you just look at how how effective he's been wherever he's at, and he doesn't run anything but a class program. I mean, the guy is super great. You know, the, the players respect him, and I think the fans do, and I know I do as a former player. That you know, he's 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 a godsend. I'm so happy that he got the job four years ago when they opened up. Somebody would say to me, "Well, do you think do you think it's a safe hire with Anthony?" I said. It's a good hire. I said, you know, he's not one I think is going to come and stay four years and look for a stepping stone. I, I think this is his alma mater. I think this, hopefully, you know, this will be a long situation for him. And he's got a great family, and I think he's happy here. And, um, you know, somebody said, well, you know, what if a big job opens up? I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked, Alan, if he if he would go someplace else. Let's don't let's don't worry about that at this point. Let's yeah. just get through get through this season. So I'm, you know, we want to be one of the top four seeds going into the play in Washington D.C. So we don't have to play that fifth game. And with our depth, I think I think we're going to be fine in the tournament time because some teams if they only go six or seven deep, they get a guy hurt. You know, you know, God bless it if, Mal- if Malachi would go down. You know, where would we go along this exactly. line? So. Uh, it's you know you, you've got to be effective in that and i think we do we've got enough depth off the bench that i think that we're going to be in really good shape um weaver is he going to be back anytime soon i don't know that question i asked mike our trainer and he did not give me an answer okay so i didn't i don't really know the whole situation behind it because he's another another great player oh, I mean, he he can starter, you know yeah, I mean, yeah. you know and uh, yeah he's played at the top level yeah. he played at ucla and the pack excuse me usc in the Pac-12, so hopefully it's all right. It didn't look like it was an ankle or anything like that. You know, he's had the wrist that's been bothering him for almost three months. So, um, you know, they've got a couple days off. We do a great job with the training staff, and hopefully we get him back Saturday and get him ready for the next three games. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah. So sticking with the LaSalle game coming up on Saturday, they've got uh, the two guards. So it's really, you know, Clifton Moore, they got a junior guard, Josh Nickelberry. He averages 12 points a game. And then they got a redshirt uh, junior guard, Jack Clark, averages almost 12 points a game too. So those are those are the three-headed monster that yeah. we've got to worry about. Yeah, I don't there. think they have the depth inside to contain us, and I think that's what it was at St. Joe's. I mean, we get switched off, and somebody, you know, somebody's guarding Tumani, and the guy's six-one, and Tumani's six-eight. So. And I think that's going to be our forte. I don't think LaSalle has the real big horses inside. Richmond scares them a little bit. They've got some fifth- and sixth-year kids. And going on the road there is very, very difficult to play. But they did not play well last week against VCU. VCU just rang them up the clock for about a 25-point win for them. So that's, that's a team that could be sliding down a little bit. we just got to watch that. We'd, I'd love to see, like, VCU or St. Louis or somebody else lose so, you know, we maintain the four, the fourth position in this. No, that would be fantastic. So you mentioned Richmond. They're 9-6. and six. They're 6 in the A-10, 18-10 overall. 
they actually play St. Louis at home on Friday. That's going to be, you know, a That's good a game. game. And I'm I, I, kind of rooting for Richmond, if you, if you, if you want to know the truth, right? Because that yeah. would give us a, just a tad bit yeah. of, of, of separation there and might even clinch one of those top right. four seats for us if, uh, when we win uh, on Saturday. And then we finish up at home, and that game, you know, depending on what happens, that, that could be – for a co-share or, yeah. or the A-10 title yeah. uh, on March 5th against uh, Davidson. They won big tonight. Uh, like I mentioned, it was a close game there for a while, but it ended up being a 24-point Davidson win. They're, they're just a solid team. They their their solid. coach has been around yeah. forever. Yeah, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, they run a lot of different sets at you, a lot of backdoor stuff that's hard to defend. A lot, a little bit like the Princeton offense years ago. So, you know, there'll be a handful. But, you know, if we can get – this LaSalle game and get the Richmond game and coming into le- next Saturday, you know, it, sh- it should be a-, a great atmosphere. I mean, I'll be in sunny Florida for about a month, so I'll, I'll be watching it next Saturday. Well, you, that's the third time you've said that. Are you rubbing <laughs> it in on us here as it's getting colder and colder? So we've talked about defense, you know, a ton tonight. Offensively, what do they need to keep doing? Because, you know, they're, they're just not going to – keep shooting at the pace that no. they did tonight but what, what do you see offensively well I think, they, they I think we do going? a good job of running the clock down we don't shoot a lot of quick shots along these lines but I, I think it makes the defense work harder I mean we went a couple times tonight where we got it down to the last five seconds off the shot clock and got a couple easy baskets so you know we just we run a lot more sets than other teams do it's college basketball has turned into five basically out and everybody's in the corner shooting threes and moving. Where I think we've got Duran in the middle, and it's effective. Most teams don't have that situation. So, and our guys coming off the bench shooting the ball well. So, no other team has seven or eight guys, especially that you know when we get Kobe Brewer coming off, Mustafa's coming off the bench, Deegan's in scoring. That's why we're so effective, I think, Alan. That we, you know, teams, it's just hard to guard us. Yeah. You know, you don't know who's going to have a, a great night. I mean, Malik, I could go off. Kobe Elvis could go off. You know, I say something, Kobe, I say shoot the ball more you know he's such an effective shooter but they share the ball so well and they and I again get back to the point they really really like each other they seem like they 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 get along it reminds me of the team you know from a couple years ago you know with Jalen and and Obi you, you could just tell that they really I think that starts at the top yes I, I really do I think he's recruiting the right kids to come in here he's coaching them the right way they're staying together. They're not, you know, getting on each other. You can see some of these other teams, one bad thing happens, and they're starting to, you know, point fingers, and they're done. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a different game. I've talked to Coach Grant about the transfer portal. Goes, do you think it's going to end? He says, I don't think so. I think it's going to be – I think it was a staggering amount of players last year, almost six or 700 kids, that, you know, transferred out. You know, and I think that's what coaches even look down the road. Uh, we really we, – we have no scholarships available now. Uh, We've got the kid that's at the academy in, in Cleveland coming in six foot nine, a point guard, about 165 pounds, but he's played internationally, so he'll, he'll give us some help. So it all depends. You never know if kids are going to stay or they're going to leave, but I guarantee you coaching staffs are looking. They're looking for different players. It's, it's going to leave. I mean, look at Kobe Elvis last year. Yep. You look at Tumani. You know, both kids are coming off different programs. So it's, it's the way of the world today. It's not going to change. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that changing, you know, anytime soon at all. COVID, I know they got an extra year. Is that happening again this year, or is that, is that over? That's a good, good question. I don't know if that's 
been been talked about at this point. Um, they've got to make the decision pretty soon. I, I would say it's not. Uh, you know, it's just it's just it's it's just a crazy world out there. And you know, I mean, in our situation, gosh, it's nice. We've got five or six kids that's got three more years. Yeah. And some of them have four years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're they're, they're going to be really good in the next couple of years. And I think they just they've sort of stepped it up here in the last month. And, uh, well, we got, you know, get another week and a half of this season to really close this out successfully. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's been exciting to see. Just in case you're tuning in, Flyers won tonight 82-61. to 61. We're going to be back to wrap things up here, Flyer Feedback, at Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street, brought to you by Bud Light. So make sure you stick around. If you've got a question, you can phone us at 457-1290 or step up to the Bud Light mic, and we'll wrap things up. Coming up on AM 1290 and 95.7 FM, WHIO. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. All right, we're back live here at Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street with Flyer Feedback brought to you by Bud Light. Make sure you stop on out either tonight or just in general. Great food out here. Man, I I love their hamburgers and stuff, but they also have pork sandwiches, fish and chips, the Irish tacos and nachos. I'm going to have to have that. And then, uh, of course, uh, Natty Light pitchers. So come out and join. uh, We're going to have one more of these after the Davidson game. Hopefully that's going to be – a-10 celebration. I don't want to jinx it. Yep. I don't want to jinx it, Rex. So, Alan Willis filling in for John Bedell along with former flyer Rex Gardecki. And, you know, something that we really have not talked a whole lot about, uh, you know, is Deuce, as everybody calls him now. But uh, Deron Holmes is just, he's unbelievable. Just won his fifth A-10, you know, rookie um, you know, of, of the week, and it's just it's just phenomenal. Yeah, he's getting he's getting better every game. I, I worried a little bit about him, the strength factor coming into this. You know, he's getting pounded on every day in practice by Moo. Uh, Mustafa's knows. Then he goes against most teams have their you know their five. Iran's guarding him, but he sort of learned to utilize his body. He's not the strongest kid in the upper part, but Coach Grant and them emphasize getting his legs, getting into the, the, the different players. So he's he doesn't take fakes. He's you know he's a terrific shot blocker. Yep. You know he set up the all-time record. I'm thinking, my gosh, a kid this freshman. I keep on saying if if he'd stand up, he'd be seven foot one. He slumps over, and you know what's really neat about these guys, Alan. And I noticed it because I get there early, and they, they'll come out and shoot at five o'clock until about five thirty, quarter six. And the young kids are standing. You know, looking for autographs. And tonight, I noticed Mustafa's and Duran was coming off the court, and they were signing autographs. Look at, and they were thanking the children for asking for their autographs. That's just the way these kids are. I mean, we don't have any of the, the big-headed problems. I think it's where a lot of programs have. But you know, that's what makes it makes it so much fun. That they, you know, they get along in practice. They still, I keep on forgetting, they're 18-year-old kids, yeah. and sometimes in practice they'll do something really stupid or say something. But they're just they're just still young kids. You know, they're year year out of out of high school. So yeah, Deuce is Deuce is gonna be a terrific player. I mean, once he realizes how effective he can be and uh, you know, picks up an extra twenty or twenty five pounds in the weight room, which he'll do, 
you know, it's, it's hard for them to do that now in the season because sure. they, they're, they're practicing and they're going two, two and a half hours. But I think they're going to probably slow that down to maybe an hour and a half of practice, maybe more film time and situation, things like that. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they always said uh, during the season you don't want to be – you know, lifting a whole lot of weights either because it kind of, you know, throws off your shot and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll, he'll get, you know, much bigger, oh, yeah. uh, hopefully, you know, uh, coming out. But that, I mean, that's just between, you know, him and um, Malachi, they've won nine of these awards. I, I mean, know. the future is so bright yeah. for Dayton. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, I keep on looking at the performances and I forget. They're 18 or 19 years old, and they're playing. You know, a lot of these schools, they have kids that are 24, 25 years old that's, that had the COVID protocol. Then they let them just use an extra red shirt. Uh, I go back to the Wisconsin team last year. They had three or four kids that were 25 years old playing. I mean, I don't want to say in this college so I'm 25 <laughs> years old. I have to have enough time getting through in four years. So, uh, you know, that's that's what amazes me about this team is their their grit and how hard they play and how quick they play. And I think that's what – I think our fans like that. They, you know, they want the ball to get up the court. They want, they, they, they want to see us moving the ball, pressing, you know, creating situations. And that's what this team has done. I think at that low low in the beginning of the season, you know, Coach Grant's, you know, started picking up the pressure, say, okay, let's up the tempo. And ever since he did that, we've started to get on a winning situation. Absolutely. And if you're in the arena, the, the big dunks, you know, that gets people up. But – a guy diving for a loose ball or the press getting a steal and an easy bucket, it gets the crowd just energized because it changes the whole momentum of the game. Oh, yeah, there's no, no doubt about that. And, you know, they do a very good job when the ball's on the ground. You know, they're going after. It's not like some players, well, I'm not, I'm not going to make that effort to go. I know a couple times tonight Kobe Bray got run over on a couple of screens. He just gets up. Uh, Damani got nailed one time on the backside and looked like he hurt his – tie a little bit but 10 seconds later he's back out there doing it you know they're young kids they can you know they can do that they can bounce back a little bit all right so we would be remiss if we didn't have a little bit of fun because this is joe lenardi's uh time of the year right he, yeah. he's he's like uh the groundhog that yeah. comes out you know once a year so so bracketology there for a while they were they were starting to come up and then they had the loss but now five in a row they got the arrow shooting up and so the big thing that everybody's talking about, because um, they're close to being the next four out, yeah. right? So not the, the first four out, but the next. So are they going to let them play in Dayton? That's, that's the big question. That's, because you yeah. know, as well as I do, a few years ago, if you yeah. were lucky enough to be at that game, yeah. the home crowd yeah. delivered that. For so does it happen? Boy, that's, that's a $64,000 question Alan I I don't know I I don't I don't think they would I mean that's that's a definitely an advantage for us and a disadvantage for some yep. of the other teams I'm just hoping the teams in the SEC just continue to knock around each other the Big Ten keeps on knocking each other you know I just I can't see them going eight or nine deep out of the SEC or the Big Ten 
not with some teams with losing records. So uh, the situation at Michigan is going to be interesting to see. As Larry said, after the St. Joe's game or halfway to the St. Joe's you know, game, when they let Coach Martelli go, they went, look what you got now. Look what you got. Yeah. And uh, it looks like Coach Martelli will be coaching them for the next five games. So you don't know how that's going to work out for the Michigan team. If they continue to lose, there's no way they're going to let them in. I don't, I don't see any way in God's green grass that, you know, you can let a team in with a 7-9 and nine or 7-10 and 10, 10 record into the, the big dance. You know, I'm not worried about, you know, the really the Gonzagas and the Kansas and things like that. But if you go under our situation, beating Kansas on the road, beating Belmont on the road, you know, and beating Miami of Florida on the road, then coming back and beating Virginia Tech. So we've got some really, really good quality wins. As you said earlier, no one wants to come in here and play. Nobody. I mean, you know, we'll offer them a certain amount of money. Nope, they're not going to come into that situation. There's too many tiny teams down the past that come in here and get their clock clean and said, this is it, I'm not coming back to UD. Yeah. So A-10, um, realistically, how many teams do you think can get in there? I think only two. Really? Two at the most, and I think we could be one. I think Davidson, unless they fall flat on their face at this time with four losses, I think if they have five, five losses, I think they're, you know, they're a tournament team. And I think then you could put them in a mix. You could put VCU in there. You know, you possibly put St. Louis in there. And I know one thing, and this after that St. Louis loss two weeks ago, that the players, the first thing they asked and. In the locker room, according to the coaches, do we, will we get another chance at St. Louis? <laughs> they, you know, they want a little piece of that action. So, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think if we win our next three or four games, I think we're in really good shape. I think if we win one game in the A-10 tournament, gets us to 24, 25 wins. I don't know how they can not take us. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. Boy, I'll tell you, I know Coach would love to get oh. to St. Louis again. Yeah, there's, there's – no doubt about that, and the, all the players emphasize that. It was just one of those games when, you know, I think we had a short lull. We got stuck in, I forget where we were at on the road. The plane didn't leave that night. They didn't get back till the next afternoon. They practiced lightly and got back on the plane Friday. So, you know, you can't use that as an excuse, but we were a step slow that Saturday, and uh, I don't think we'll, we'll have that problem again. So I don't know how the tournament thing is going to fall at this point, how the brackets will go. But, boy, I'd love to see us get St. Louis in one of the semifinal games. Yeah. That would be, that'd be fun. That well, and I think that would be the, even more incentive for the kids to, you know, uh, perform. So, well, it's, it's all going to come to a head here in the next, you know, week and a half. They're at uh, LaSalle this Saturday, at Richmond on Tuesday, and then they finish things up for the regular season anyway uh, at home on March 5th against Davidson. So, we're looking forward to um, the rest of the season, and uh, that's going to do it for us. Rex, it Should was a pleasure. I um, yeah. appreciate it, Alan, yeah. and uh, hopefully we'll be having some good things to say in the next week. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations again, John Bedell. I'm sure he's probably trying to get some sleep <laughs> yeah. right now. He's not even listening to us this late at night. So, so we appreciate uh, him very much. So that's going to do things uh, from live at Flanagan's Pub here on Stewart Street with Flyer Feedback. Thanks to the Flanagan's Club and uh, thanks to Bud Light as well. So we appreciate uh, them having us out here each and every week. And thanks to everybody for coming out here and joining us. Once again, the Flyers win 82-61. to For Rex Gardecki, I'm Alan Willis. Thanks so much. You're listening to AM 1290 and 95.7 WHIO.